Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion, analysis of every Premier League match week, the Champions League and a little bit of Europa League as well. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are the topics for today's show. Pep Guardiola reaching the Champions League semis for the first time with Manchester City. The thriller between PSG and Bayern that saw the holders eliminated. Liverpool unable to pull off the needed comeback against Real Madrid at Anfield. Chelsea advancing despite their loss to Porto. And Arsenal Man United cruising to the Europa League semi-final. That's what we've got coming up in today's show. Okay, Robbie um, mm-hmm. let's start with a game uh, much anticipated. Uh, yep. Borussia Dortmund 1, Manchester City 2. Man City mm. advanced 4-2 on aggregate. Um, wasn't quite as simple as that aggregate scoreline um, suggests. I took a yep. close look at this game, Rob. And mm. uh, I just, and we'll get into some details, but in general, I just thought Man City looked like Man City. I remember we did the show, Rob, a week ago, and um, I thought Man City looked edgy and nervous and different. And Pep afterwards said that, He'll figure that out. You know, I'll figure out we've got to be a bit more slick and pass the ball better. Um, and City did did go behind to that Jude Bellingham goal, like in the first fifteen minutes. Um, yeah. But after that, it was the ma- it was like it was like watching a Premier League game where City have the ball and and Dortmund, of course, with that goal, were going through um, the tie with the away goals. And uh, yeah, City just just played their football, found a way through got the goals, got the penalty. Phil Foden scores another winning goal. So that's mm-hmm. 2-1 and, and winning goals in both of the ties. And City just, Rob, looked looked normalised. He did tweak the system a little bit. I watched closely for that. Kevin De Bruyne, Rob, played in a, in a false line position in a 4-3-3. Now, this was different to the first leg. It was more like the 4-4-2 with Bernardo and, and De Bruyne coming into midfield. Yeah. And actually, yeah. I did notice after Dortmund scored, they kind of went back to that. So it was a different start, start-up. Uh, they conceded the goal, and then Bernardo Silva won up with De Bruyne, and they did their thing. And, and So he, he mm-hmm. kind of said he was going to find a way, and, and it was a little yeah. bit better. But he did go back to the same way um, that he got the result, Rob, and, uh, and City mm. you know, deserved to go through the better side. It was interesting because I was obviously we, it was the day when games were going on, on both sides. Yeah. I was keeping an eye on the Liverpool game, and, and it came in. Du Bellingham scored. It, it was, um, you know, one nil up, and, and I'm thinking, woo, you know, after what we spoke about, after you said that bit of nervousness, after the quarterfinals being a bit of a hoodoo for for Pep and, and Man City, I was thinking, ooh, this this is really on now. This is a little challenge for for that quadruple for getting through. But I saw a highlight package um, in the evening, and then as you say, um, you saw the football, you saw the created. Um, Last attacking third was better. They get the penalty that comes off the arm onto the head of John, but I don't think there was much doubt there. And, and then Phil Foden comes up with a bit of magic that, yeah. having looked at it, the keeper should save. But listen, Foden takes a shot, he hits it clean, and that's yeah. what happens. And it's quite interesting, Rob. Um, I wanted to talk about Jude Belling, just the goal and his standing in the game seems to keep growing. But Phil Foden, let's, let's go back to him. I mean... Are we at the stage now where he's got to start becoming a first-team regular, Robert? Not the dipping out, the dipping in, and, and perhaps saying all these great things about him training and he's the English guy. Is it two massive goals in, in two big moments? Are we getting to the stage where he, he should be in the first 11 now? 
Well, he is, Rob, isn't he? I think, I think we're, we're already at that point. I know what you mean. Like, mm. you see Ryan Sterling. Sterling was on the bench, and he came into the yeah. game later on. And this is a, this is a massive game. Foden has, has edged out Raheem Sterling for that left forward position. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody's got a problem with it. I think a lot of people realise what a really good player Raheem Sterling is. But yeah. he hasn't quite been at it the same way this season. Phil mm-hmm. Foden has developed. He's got in. And I think what surprised me is the goal tally. The eye for yeah, goal. Yeah, mm. I, I, I don't know. I, maybe that's always been in his makeup, Rob. But I, I was thinking more. Phil Foden was going to be your, your David Silver footballer, playmaker, yeah. assist maker. Not so really great around the box and shooting and, and scoring goals and important goals. He is now. He is yeah. absolutely a, a important part of the first eleven. Really, really yeah. is. And mm. and full credit to him. I mean, it, it's. Uh, I mean, there's, 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 he's got there's, that nice hunger for goals, hasn't he? That, that he's not just a good footballer. And I remember when, you know, Jack Grealish came up and people said about his numbers. We look at James Madison, you know, technical footballer, but does he produce numbers? With Foden, I always get the sense there's a hunger with him for goals. He wants to finish. He's not the David Silver who takes great pride in just assisting. I think he likes the goals as well. Yeah, he really does. And that, that elevates him then into a very important part of the team. I, mean, I think we've seen over recent seasons the importance of wide scoring players. You could we'll go on to about Liverpool, but if those two guys, and we know that one guy in Salah's scoring, but Sadio Mane is not scoring, and a striker that doesn't score, you know the wide goals are really important. Another part of this game, Rob, that I think we've we've talked about before. If you watch him now, I, he's, there's a there's a bit of a um, oh, he's stronger than than you think actually. And it looks like he quite he quite enjoys the physical side of it now, Rob. There's a few times where he's a little bit shoulder to shoulder. And he's kind of I mean, he's not a big guy, but he's mm. he's getting stronger and he's kind of wiry. And I and I just thought, wow, that's kind of that's good. That's another kind of development that Phil Foden now can hold his own. He's a bit more aggressive. Maybe, you know, Kevin De Bruyne we see often uses his his, his weight and his his strength uh in tackles. And I just thought I saw that a side of that from Phil Foden as well, Rob. And um no, I mean, a winning goal again. I'll tell you what was nice, Rob. Um, and I know we focus on different games a little bit, but Phil Foden scored that goal. Yeah. He looks delighted, as you'd expect. Mm. He's yeah. not always one, actually, is he? He's not always one. That the no, previous game no, was, he was annoyed because yeah. he didn't score and he didn't celebrate. He runs over to Pep, and there was a really nice moment. I don't know whether you saw this, Rob. Yeah, um, put, it was a shot on Twitter. Yeah, well. he, he grabbed an older pet. Pep's yeah, all over yeah. him. The, it's like all the other players around. It was kind of a nice moment mm. where City, like, the, you know, the pressure is always on to get past this stage for Pep at this football club. Quarterfinals has been, been, been the nightmare that they've gone out to. They're into the semifinals. There certainly was a amount of relief to it. And the biggest thing, I'll say it again, is that, City look like City. And if yeah. City look like City and play like City, I still, you know, we'll, we'll talk about their their um, semi-final mm. game at PSG, but I still think they're favourites for this competition. Just on a couple of things, Rob, I don't want to forget. Um, Jude Bellingham, you talked about him. He's yeah. 17 years of He's oh. 17. 17 yeah. years of age. Not only, not only scores a, a really classy goal, mm. clears one off the line. He's got a bit of nastiness about him. He got into the face of a couple of players. Um, and the other thing, Rob, is in terms of my notes here that I wanted to just – the handball. And, God, I think when, when we see it and he's, he's stretched and he's – he his head, yeah. There, there's still been a lot of talk online. And I understand why there's a lot of talk, Rob, mm. because the, the written handball 
law is insanely complicated. Yeah, insanely yeah. complicated. Like in this case, da 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 da. But apart from those, then this kind of works. Yeah. It really is complicated. You know, sometimes basically the upshot, it still comes down to interpretation. It's almost you know, an like, interpretation thing rather than the rule, isn't it? Because some you know, say if it comes off the head or your arm onto, uh, onto the arm, it, it's not a penalty kick. I saw somebody put, put that out there. Well, well, in the rules, you can read that little piece yeah. and it says that. But the next little mm. piece said, yeah, for that. Safe from I, that. Yeah. I feel like the... the the making the body unnaturally bigger actually mm. overrules overrules everything. Yeah, I think the yeah. position of his arm overrules that he touched, he brushed I his head, so. and his arms in that position. Also, his arm, Rob, when you look down, is actually above his shoulder, even mm. though he's in this weird tilted down position, yes, which again would be handball. It, it mm. really is like, it, it, and, I, and, I, and I've been doing a little bit of research uh, earlier this morning, and they are gonna they're gonna try and every all the the Colleen or everybody else has kind of said we yeah, need to right. we need to shorten up the 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 um the handball situation because it's not fair on fans and everybody's watching it. You're not players. really sure what the I know. Yeah. I mean it's uh yeah but it's um no man city are through that my said, friend mm, that said City through I think only the second time in history to the semi finals never have got to the finals Couple of stats I read that, that I thought were just were, were interesting. The, the the only unbeaten team in the competition scored twenty one goals, conceded three, kept seven clean sheets, uh, won nine, drew one, lost none to this point. Um, it's opening up for them, Rob. It's opening up for them. It kind of feels to me like it's it's opening up. Well, we're going to go on next, Rob, to talk about the the PSG buying game. I guess. Yeah. At the end of that, let's let's think about yeah. you know how, how that that match might um, finish yeah. up, um, and and that's really you know you know that that in terms of the city game, that pretty much is it really in terms of much better for Manchester City. Yeah, through tricky kind of game against Borussia mm. Dortmund. Um, I think we know the big time players are now for City. Riyad Mahrez, yeah. Kevin De Bruyne, Phil mm. Foden. Yeah. Doing the business back there, it is uh, Diaz and Stones is going to be mm, the, the yeah. centre forward because you, you kind of get you know. I think the only one was uh, Cancelo. Uh, Sinchenko played at left mm. back. Cancelo probably will going forward. Yeah, um, but no, they are through, my friend. They are through. So let's go to Bayern um, and Paris Saint Germain because this one was very much in the balance. Uh, three two aggregate. Uh, from the first game, uh, Bayern get the goal, Chupamotin, couldn't yep. score a stroke on a Tuesday night, scores in the Champions <laughs> League on a Tuesday yeah. night game, Paris Saint-Germain, but all of a sudden brings uh, Bayern back in, and I think at that stage with the goal, we're probably thinking Bayern power on and probably find a way to get it done, but wasn't the case. Paris Saint-Germain hang on to a 1-0 defeat, the, the, the away goals, um, the three away goals that they scored were yeah. so important Mm-hmm. Uh, on the day and Pochettino in his first season in charge leads him towards another semi-final um, mm-hmm. semi-final as we say against Manchester City but credit to him um, not been as brilliant in the league probably as he would have liked but I'm sure if he can get to that final and land that cup that, that, that's exactly what that ownership mm-hmm. group's been all about a little bit like City in, in many ways aren't they the, the, the two clubs in, in the way they put money in the way that they, they, they're desperate to, to land that big trophy and take the next stage in, in their sort of global brands that, that they want. Mm. Yeah, and they saw some emotion afterwards from, from Neymar yeah. and 
you know, again, the Neymar and Kylian Mbappe combination in terms of their counter-attacking is, is everything, really. Yeah. That, that's what this team is. And Bayern Munich, you know, I remember saying again last week that I, think it's, I, I thought it was going to be really hard for them to get through because I'd still fancy PSG to score. They didn't score, but they yeah. should have scored, Rob. The amount mm. of opportunities. Neymar hit the bar. Yeah. I remember going yeah. through hitting the post. I mean, him and Mbappe had so many opportunities to score on a counter-attack. Mm. Um, they should have they should have made it count a lot more than that. I mean, Bayern just aren't the same. I mean, they're, they're, they're not as strong this season. There's, there's yeah. players that aren't there. Robert Lewandowski is is the number nine in the world, yes. yeah. really. Yeah. And there's up, obviously there's upcoming players coming through and and Dortmund's uh, Erling Haaland. Uh, again, there's a few others, but he was badly missed. Schuppermutting scored, yeah. Rob, yeah. which is great. He did well to, to head the ball in. Mm. Later on, you've got Javi Martinez going on to replace Schuppermutting as a striker. Yeah, Javi Martinez. So, like, mm. who, who who? that's how desperate they were for a striker oh. that could do something. Leroy Sane had moments... <clears throat> Looked sharp mm. as anything, didn't produce that final piece. Fold on his right on. foot, and he had a good one where he came inside, right foot, yeah. and then. Yeah, so, so Bayern yeah. possessed and, and they pushed, mm. and, but no real incisive passing from them, Rob. Mm. They're lacking that. Thomas Muller was a little quieter in this game. Um, the one note I did, I'm looking down at Lucas Hernandez, Rob, as a centre back, I think he's normally yeah. a left back, played centre back, was. I thought it was brilliant. I mean, fantastic performance from him. And he was probably, well, he was the reason why PSG didn't score more on a counter-attack from Mbappe yeah. when he's going through. Lucas Hernandez was the last guy back. I just thought he was absolutely fantastic. Um, but the champions are out. The champions are out. Mm. And, it, and it goes mm. to PSG's game plan of they're pretty good in midfield. They're pretty good yeah. defensively at the back, but they are special on the counter-attack. Yeah. Yeah. And Super that's going to be a fascinating matchup in the semi-final. You're going to get your old classic possession, mm. tacker of Pep and Man City against the deadly, well, they weren't deadly the other night, to be fair, but incredibly mm. dangerous front pairing of Neymar, who some people are saying had his best PSG game, yeah. Rob, um, in the Champions League this, this midweek. Uh, and the way that he played, hit the post, he was creative. Um, does it, yeah, does so it that, show, you, show you back a little bit to the Spurs, Man City, and the Positino Spurs, in that with Son and Kane, he had those two who could counter and be devastating, um, with the Spurs team that were never going to have as much possession, and, and that might put a little bit of, say, confidence in, in, in Pochi's camp, but also mm. know how to hang them over two games. Because in some ways, um, you know, Mbappe and Neymar are, are every bit as good as, 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 as Kane. Yeah, as Kane and Son. Yeah, yeah they're better. They're, yeah, they're, they're better. Level. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think that the, the creativity of Neymar, particularly in this game, and, and I and I understand that he doesn't always turn up in games where you want him to. There's no mm. question he wants it badly. The tears after tells yeah. you that. Killing Mbappe is the star of. Yeah, he, he's, he's special, the worry, isn't he? He's the worry. He, he can have 10 special moments that change the tie. And, and in, in some ways, Rob, you know, in his own way, he's unstoppable, really, because his pace and his skills at pace yeah. uh, are just a joy. You know, mm. of all the young strikers, and I get the Erling Haaland thing, and I've watched him play two legs in the last game, and there's a couple of moments mm. that were really good. I know how fast he is. Lightning quick striker. Yeah, I know how big he is. Yeah, yeah mm. powerful. I just, 
I just I love watching Mbappe play. Mm. You know, it's and that's going to be the thing for Man City, Rob. That's going to be yeah. you know in, yeah. in in moving this forward um, to the semi final. That's yeah. going to be the thing, and, and and how City we know they've improved on the counter attack and stopping it, yeah. and the defenders yeah. and Stones and Ruben Diaz. He he's he's the danger. It's going to be interesting with that high line as well because I, I remember when 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 I was on one of my first coaching badges and and talking to. Um, John Peacock, I think it was. He was he was heading up the FA coaching, and he, and he, we were chatting one time, and he said, "The one thing you really can't defend well is lightning pace. If somebody's clever mm. with lightning pace, it's the most difficult thing to defend. Mm. Yeah, and you've got to get yeah. your position right. You've got to affect the ball coming in. You've got to stop the service. You've got to be in a position where you can try and see the man and the ball. And with mm. Mbappe's movement and and Neymar's ability to maybe at times draw people to the ball and, and, and mm. almost you know change the, the, the way they attack just mm. means that, that City are, City can win the game, but they've got to be good over 290 minutes and they've almost got to be faultless with the defending. They can't afford you know, one of those sloppy nights. It's so funny, Rob, because first of all, Mbappe playing as a number nine, the central guy, is a little different because when Cavani was there, he, he came from the, the left-hand side and, and yeah. brilliant at doing that. But but the central position has him involved in every counter-attack. So that, that's absolutely right. You know, it's fascinating, Rob, because you say about Man City, but if they change their style and their their philosophy to protect themselves too much against Mbappe, then, yeah, then their, it, their then game will yeah. suffer. Yeah. Their game, they, is, mm. they have to take the risks they want to put PSG in that old that old um, stranglehold or in the straight jacket mm-hmm. where yeah, they can't yeah. get out of their own half and restrict the counter-attacking. And to do that, they've got to be brave. They've got to pass the mm-hmm. ball. got to get players forward. If they try and sit off and play a different game because of Mbappé yeah, and Neymar, I mean, yeah. it, it might not go so well. So it's that risk and, and reward. those spaces down the sides as well are going to be interesting, aren't they? If Walker and Cancelo comes yeah. in, those spaces down, yeah. you know, getting caught one-on-one. With, with Mbappe down either side, either flank is an issue. I suppose, I suppose Kyle Walker, Rob, is going to help, isn't he? If Cancelo yeah, plays at left yeah, back and correct. he goes into midfield, Walker will stay yeah, back. He's stay there, three, yeah. a three defensive yeah. um, man back line with him and his pace yeah. might might help, well, will help mm-hmm. against Mbappe, yeah. Do you see in any way that, uh, that City bring in a number nine, a Jesus and Aguero? Or do you think no. that the, the, the false nine is done, that they get possession, get those numbers... Get rotations from midfield. I don't think so. I think he's he showed his hands now. I think he he, he likes what he likes. This was better performance um, when they had when Bernardo Silva kind of joins Kevin De Bruyne. I think he just yeah. wants that. He wants reliable players on the ball. Rob, there's a sense of Aguero and a little bit less so, but also with um, Gabriel Jesus, it's not quite yeah. a safe possession. And and mm-hmm. if any players are going to give the ball away or get caught on it or get dispossessed. That through ball to Mbappe is going to be on. So I'd be amazed, amazed if they play. Mm. Uh, I think it would be absolutely the same team with Cancelo in it. Um, and it. And it just goes back to, you know, whoever does their thing better on the day. I still yeah. think, and I've watched, again, I watched the PSG ties. I watched the Man City ties. If City is City, I still think that football, Rob, and there isn't particularly anything amazing about PSG's back line. And, yeah. and you know, that that might be it. If City's football can find a way through, if it, it, mm. you know, if PSG defend amazingly well, City have got a problem. I just yeah. I would fancy those midfield players of Man City to find a way through PSG. Um, 
more than the counter-attacking, but it's going to be a fascinating mm. game. And that's what's great about this competition, these different teams and different philosophies and different managers. Um, I, but I would edge out Man City uh, would make the final in, in this tie. What do you, what do you, what's your gut yeah, telling you? I think there's a, there's a sense that people would feel the winner of this tie probably is the favourite to go on and take the, take the title. I think that City have got over the, the mental block of that quarterfinal, you know, getting back to to um, to, to with Dortmund in a position where it wasn't always going to be their way. Um, you've got to fancy them based on what we know, the, what we see. Um, I, I, worry, I worry for a 15-minute spell in one game by PSG. That, that's my worry. That they can have a 15-minute spell and they could, they could. The, the outlook of the they game. Could. They could. Um, and, and that's the danger that City have to deal with. They're better. Diaz has made them better. He's a better focus. Love the scene mm. that you talked about, Foden and the group all over it. Mm. Maybe starting to feel it, feel it a little mm. bit. So can't mm. wait, to be honest, mate. Can't wait on that one. Yeah. Um, great game to look forward to. Let, let's move on to the other side of the... Also, Liverpool. And they had to come from a 3-1 against Real Madrid. And I think we both said... You know, to give themselves a chance, Liverpool got to keep a clean sheet. I, I kept a close eye on this one. They did yeah. keep a clean sheet. It was a better Liverpool. One of my notes here, Rob, was there was some of the old Liverpool intensity back. Yeah. Afraid there was a bit of the new Liverpool finishing back. Mm. I've got to tell you, this is how I saw it. And, and, and we can talk, there's lots of different talking points and lots of areas in terms of how Liverpool did without the fans, you know. Before the game, the the the, the you know the, the bottle that was thrown at the, the, the coach, etc., etc. The thirty-second anniversary of Hillsborough. There was lots of things, lots of elements to the game that, that got mentioned. But in terms of the match, and in terms of Liverpool's chance of, of of progressing, I think there was less than three minutes on the clock when Sadio Mane slid the ball to Mo Salah, and the big foot of Thibaut Courtois towed the ball away. And a sh- uh, I wouldn't say a short Mo Salah because Mo Salah's Mo Salah's still scoring goal. If Salah yeah. takes that, if Salah takes that goal, Rob, different night, different night for me. I just think one nil up with eighty odd minutes to go puts Madrid in a different position. Any one goal then from Liverpool yeah. means they could be out of competition. They didn't yeah. have the, the luxury of the two goals, the comfort of knowing well, well if they get one, we still. I felt always put. Madrid in a good stead. They defended well. Madrid was a lot more workmanlike, weren't particularly driving forward. Uh, it was a lot more discipline, which showed another side to their game that we don't always see. Let's remember, it's without Varane, without Sergio Ramos. But I just felt, honestly, it was one of those where, and I know there's plenty more time to go, and there's plenty of the chances that came. But just thought, for the whole psychology of the game, one nil up with three minutes on the clock, Liverpool would have started thinking, here we go, it's one of those nights. Madrid might start thinking, here we go, it's one of those Liverpool comebacks. I just felt that that was such a huge time in the game for Liverpool not to get the goal. I thought that had a weight in the end that that was was just too too big for Liverpool to lift. There's other chances, wasn't there, from from Mo Salah, Rob? You talk about early early chance, but they had Mm. that potential for a grandstand finish yeah, right yeah. through this game, like up to probably yeah. like, what, 80 minutes? You think if the first goal goes in, they're going to another one. Um, Gini Wijnaldum had a great one after some great work from Trent Alexander. Uh, Millie had a couple of, couple of shots. I mean, there was, there was good chances, Rob, to, and that when they look back of it, 
Intensity was good. There was a good press yeah. in midfield. They were winning the ball back higher in the off. But just that finishing, that bit that yeah. sort of we're not sure about with Liverpool anymore, that we were in the past. That, that you know, when you need Firmino to come up with one, when you need Sadio Mane, you've talked about Sadio, Sadio Mane can't find a goal at, at the moment. No. And, and, and I heard somebody say Sadio Mane's, and, and this is, is, is a little bit um, tongue-in-cheek, but it's more like the Sadio Mane of Southampton than Sadio Mane of Liverpool. Great work rate, great guy, will always give you everything, but he just lost that special touch that made him a, a superstar when he, when he was scoring goals. It's really interesting, Rob, because I saw the Jurgen Klopp interview afterwards and he's basically saying, mm. you know, we, we were great today. Um, yeah. You know, we didn't get the goal, which does tell a story a little bit of the season. He said, we lost mm-hmm. this tie in Madrid. Yeah. And it goes back to the defensive side, the mistakes that they've made. So over the two legs, you could say, well, this is Liverpool in, in a nutshell for this season. Mm. Defensive mistakes, vulnerable at centre-back, and the goal scoring, the goal scoring hasn't hasn't been there. Now I think we all know defensively when players come back to full fitness for Liverpool Football Club, that will get solved. The question, Rob, that we should just talk a little bit now about is the front players. And yeah. I think we've always said that the enablers are the fullbacks mm-hmm. and Firmino for the wide scorers. And if those wide scorers aren't both scoring, yeah. there's no goals in midfield and Firmino doesn't, isn't getting you many goals. Now, Salah, to be fair, is doing his thing. I know he yeah. missed some opportunities, but it's hard to kind of point at him as a, as a reason why this front line is not, is not working. Correct. So, what going forward, Rob, are we assuming that Sadio Mane is going to find his scoring boots again? Are we thinking that, you know what, we need a number nine to score goals. Yeah, and we love yeah. Firmino. We love what he's, yeah. what he's done. Mm. But, but, but it's just kind of that front three has been together a long time now, Rob. They've done yeah. brilliant things. It needs a freshen up. I know that you there. It may be time uh, for a change. You make a good point because I, I was thinking that. It may change. I'll tell you what else for me it needs. And, and we'll talk about Thiago. I think we wanted to talk about him because oh. for, mm. on, on a night when a big night against Real Madrid, you're thinking, why is he not in the starting 11? My sense is. He hasn't got the legs and in, in, in intensity to press the ball as the other three, as, as Milner does for 60 minutes, as Ronaldo can do it, and Fabinho, which is a slight worry, Rob, if, if you've bought him and he's, and he's not going to play in that way. Well, it depends, Rob. It depends on, on, on how they're playing. Like Thiago played yeah. for Bayern Munich. They were, they, they, were, they were brilliant with him in the midfield. But given the makeup of this particular Liverpool side, I know yeah. what you mean. They need yeah. that energy and the and the and, the and they did for an hour. Their energy was good, and, and it was yeah. right that Thiago didn't play because you know Cruz and, and, and Modric, who wanted to get on the ball, didn't have as much freedom, and they'd obviously yeah. learnt lessons from the first game. I tell you what else I'm starting to think about this team, Rob, is we've got to find a goal scoring midfield player. I think I think it's taught me that over reliance on those three, especially there. Well, there's two, isn't it? There's two, the, you know. Well, the two is, is, is something we can learn from. You know, Bruno Fernandes, was he 16 Premier goals? You know, Gundogan or Kevin De Bruyne or... There's no one in Liverpool's team who you expect any more than four or five goals max. I think, we, I think you've got to look to address that. I think you can find somebody who can be athletic enough to, to be part of the press that you want, but have the eye and the understanding and the ability to drive runs and sometimes run beyond the centre-forward. If that centre-forward wants to come deep, that guy who can go beyond and make things happen. It's changing the makeup of the team, Rob. Yeah. It's, it is. Yeah. It is. And that and, same and that team... Might, 
But hadn't the great managers done that in the past? Hasn't Sir Alex done that with United? Hasn't Arsene yeah, Wenger done it's, that, it's done interesting that with Arsenal? Arsenal? And, and, and the way that... It might be that Thiago works in in a, a different mm. look, a different Liverpool with a number mm-hmm. nine that he had at Bayern Munich, and yeah, and yeah. maybe a, a goal scoring guy alongside him, or different wide player. I mean, it can it can he can change everything, and and different players' attributes will work in a different way. Thiago in this this really strong pressing Liverpool side doesn't mm-hmm. really work, but that doesn't mean that a different Liverpool team no. can be created by Jurgen Klopp with maybe two two players different. Oh, hang on a minute! Now, now this, and now him, and now that, and now you know it, it, it's it's just the way the team is constructed. Is it, and, is and it four two three one an option, Rob? Is four two three one? Could could he could he look at that? Well, okay, so you'd have you you'd need to have a working player alongside Thiago for the two. Yeah, you're going to yeah. get your, your goal scoring guy in the ten, right? So you have to find mm-hmm. somebody's a goal scorer, and you yeah. want to get a goal scoring number nine. Now, if if Sadio Mane and Mo Salah, they're going to help defensively got, in that set. Got Diogo Jota, remember? We still got Diogo Jota, yeah. who's, who's looked lively for us. So that four two three one, yeah, it's it's you know mm-hmm. it's not a three at forward where they can stay no. and, and yeah. do their yeah, damage. Yeah. They've got to come yeah. back. So the whole kind of the whole construction of the team is different. Now, if Jurgen Klopp wants to do that, you know, in this summer, make a few changes and it changes mm. the side from heavy metal to something different. Yeah. Uh, with Thiago and slower pace and, and, and a, a number nine, a, a typical number. I don't know. I don't know how he's going to do it. But yeah. I just, you know, to, to finalize it, Rob, do we both agree that Jurgen Klopp is going to think about, you know what, let's go again. Let's have Liverpool 2.0. I think he should. Liverpool I'm not sure if he is. Thinking. Yeah. I, I think he should, Rob. I think that's where we are. And I think, a couple of tough decisions, maybe with people who've been great servants for you along the way. I think you've got to make some tough calls. Yeah. But, you know, refreshing yeah. it and, and, and they go again because, you know, out yeah. of the Champions League now, they've got a challenge on to, to be top four. That You know, it, it, it's a very different season than we've had over the last couple of years where they've mm. con- continued to win things. But um, mm. it, it was a better Liverpool. They did have a go, but I totally agree. One bad night uh, for them. In the, in the first leg, I'm afraid, gave him too much yeah. to do and uh, couldn't take the chances on the night. Let's talk yeah. about Chelsea because um, pretty much felt that they were in a great position 2-0 up from the first leg against Porto. Um, not the greatest game, in all honesty, Rob. I uh, kept an eye on this, and Thomas Tuchel said the same. He said, probably for the neutral and you at home, it wasn't great to watch, but they did what they did for pretty much the, 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 the whole of the game, kept the clean sheet. I mean, it was a wonder finish Um Mediterranean, I think he was 90 minutes on the clock with an overhead kick that's up there with the Ronaldo. I, saw yeah, I mean, amazing, amazing. I mean, amazing free kick, but obviously, with not injury time, not enough time on the ball. But uh, I thought it was quite a discipline, another disciplined uh, performance. Thought Chilwell and, and James, who were the wing backs, stayed at home when they needed to, didn't fly forward and leave too many holes. Support our team that not got a load of pace up front, so they weren't overstretched. Couple of people I wanted to just um, yeah, they played well. Tony Rudiger, by the way. Yeah, oh, I'm telling you, Rob. I know. Beast. He's a bit of a beast. Turning into wants to head the ball, wants to put his yeah. body, wants to block defender. Mm. Yeah, really thought that, that it was a day when we saw the best of him. Um, and got Kante back in the team helps on a night like this when you, you you've got something to hold on to and he can get yeah. around. Around the pitch, I think that's just just a bonus. Christian Pulisic, Robbie Moscow, is yeah. a lively was a lively threat that Porto decided they were never going to let him go. It was one of those mm. systematical fouling. I think he's the most fouled player 
yeah. on the night. Zvats won the uh, actually won the man of the match award on mm. on the night, which I thought was, was was good for him and good for his confidence. Um, good to see him playing in the team and. I think, like we'd said, we, we, we slightly disagreed. I think after the weekend, you said you weren't sure if he'd play. And I yeah. said, I thought he might have done enough. Yeah. And he yeah. did do. And again, yeah. he looked lively. He looked lively, Rob. I'll tell you what, Rob. It, 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 I, I was so pleased that he started. And you're absolutely yeah. right. I just thought he'd go back to Timo Werner. But i I got to love this about the manager, Rob. Mm. You know, I, I, he and, and by the way, Christian Pulisic, who has had to bide his time, he's had to yeah. take a little bit of stick, you know, you know, sitting on the bench and super sub and all that kind of stuff. He has he has impressed his manager through what he's done on the field of play. He's got his goals and he got a, a start in a massive game. Yeah. And now, you know, now it looks like Havertz and Mount and Pulisic are the front three. And by the way, we know how many players there are that want, Ziyech wants a bit of that. Hudson Doyle wants a bit of that. I mean, there's a lot of, Werner and, and Tamarip, there's a lot of people that want a bit of that. So to, to find his way into that front three, is well done, well done, and, and another you know a great result for Chelsea, yeah. and that that kind of structure about this team is what's helping them, and, and it's absolutely what's helping them going through, and what's going to be a, you know a fascinating game going forward into the semi final. But I just thought that was really interesting. Like wow, you know Tuchel, in set Rob, you know whoever's whoever's four, yeah. and that can be just four, two games for a yeah. massive game. Yeah. Like he hasn't stuck with his reliable. Like you know what, I'm not going to change it too much. He's going to. Mm. Change his team based on how people are playing, like the previous week. So, well yeah. done, the manager. Well done, Christian Pulisic for forcing his way into the side, uh, and well done, Chelsea Football Club. And this is this is this is crazy. Semi final of the of the semi final. You know, uh, God, things uh, have uh, changed, mate. It's, it's amazing. Changes. I know against Real Madrid, and and, mm-hmm. and they're the kind of team, Rob, who can defend well. We, we've seen that yeah. with the clean sheets and that. They can make it. This this is a difficult game for Real Madrid. Yes. I know people feel the other side of the draws where probably the winner will come from, but both these teams have got probably more defense or as good a defensive discipline as anybody else. And Madrid have shown both sides. Madrid can have a night. Madrid can have a night as Liverpool know that, that can be dangerous. And, and Chelsea, with all that potential up front, the threat, um, Tuchel understands. You know, he's got a good eye around um, Champions League football, taking PSG. Yeah. Close already, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one as well. I think it's a fascinating wow. game, and our friends at uh, Points Bet Sportsbook have given the, given us their Champions League odds for the four teams in, in the semi-finals. You will probably not be surprised that Man City still remain as favourites at plus one two five. Second favourites become Paris Saint Germain at plus three hundred. Real Madrid. Third favourites at plus three fifty, and Chelsea is, is probably where the, the the better money is at plus four hundred. So plus four hundred mm. for Chelsea to, uh, to 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 get past Madrid and then get past either City or PSG in in the uh, final. I think City is a bit short. Those odds are a bit short. Mm. I wouldn't be backing that at, at plus one twenty five. You know, Real Madrid at plus three fifty. Plus three fifty. I mean, tremendous recent history in this competition with this yeah. manager with a lot of these players you know you can't underestimate what that yeah. must mean mm. and the experience and the know-how and everything else to help them i gotta say i mean i think both games are, are amazing like potential yeah. um chelsea against real madrid you know 
I, I'm with you. I think they could get. I think it could give Real Madrid a real problem. Now, if those front players of Chelsea have a have a day or two days, yeah. and yeah. then combine, use their pace, use their attributes to their maximum, they can beat. They can beat Real Madrid over two legs. And Golo yeah. Kante be in midfield defensively. You know, they've been pretty groove now for a long period of time. That's a fascinating game. Yeah. And then just back onto those odds. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it's. I don't. I mean, we I, love I it. Quite like a bit of Chelsea. I'd quite like a bit of Chelsea yeah. at yeah. Um I know the yeah. experience. I know you know been been there, got the t-shirt, done it. But Chukos Smart, this is a young group. He's got plenty of options, like you say. Um, let me, let me just, on, on, on Chelsea, Rob. Let's just let's just think about that for a minute. Yeah. Havertz, Mount, Pulisic, are they ready? Are they well, ready for this stage? Oh, like the are you I mean, ever ready? If, if Chippo Moti can be scoring goals in the Champions Yeah, but, but are they ready to win a semi-final against Real Madrid and win a well, champion? I mean, it'd be incredible. Well, the team that won it, the, 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 uh, they won it. I would yeah. have said, you know, <laughs> under uh, Di Matteo, wasn't it? Were they ready? I was, that I was in the stadium. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Ryan Bertrand. You're, you're, you're well, ready. If, if you're ready, you're ready. If you if you're there, maybe this is the coming yeah. of age. Maybe this is the time. You know. Yeah. Yes, they had the Didier Drogba. Yeah, Drogba. Yeah. Kai Havertz is coming. Kai Havertz <laughs> is coming. He's um yeah. he's, he's showing us a, a little something else. But um, yeah. nah, listen, fascinating games. Uh, yeah. Interesting odds. City, obviously, the favourites. Um, but there's, there's plenty of football in those Loads two semi-finals before we can even think. You know, we'll we'll, we'll report back after the first legs and, and obviously see how things stand. Yeah. But yeah, a couple of great finals to look forward to. Let's go on to uh, Europa, mate. Just finish off in, in the Europa League. So Arsenal, I think, had it all on really. One-one with Slavia Prague at home. Had to go to Slavia Prague, who were decent at home. I, I read somewhere I think it's thirty games at home with uh, unbeaten. So. I think many thought this might be a, a tricky trip for, for Arsenal. Absolutely got the job done, mate. I, I, I was watching this one. And yeah. you couldn't have got a better 20, 25 minutes than what I saw. It's the best 25 minutes I've seen Arsenal play. Wow. My friend and your friend, Emil Smith-Rowe, was outstanding. Was Absolutely he? outstanding. Found space. Made things happen. His control on the ball, his, his composure in, in tight spots. He, he had a goal disallowed. Didn't matter. They came back and, and, and got themselves a goal through Pepe, who looked sharp again on that side. Yeah. Saka on the side, Lacazette up front. It's a front four that caused all kinds of problems against David Prague, who Leicester City couldn't score against, yeah. and, and you know some, some decent opposition. But um, it, it, it reminded me, and I just wanted to go back because we, we, we have debated the, the point of the younger players and, and the, you know, the experience and the time. And, and, and I've kept on saying, you know, if, if I can have Saka, Smith, Rowe, Pepe, in fairness, is, is took a step up. Lacazette has enjoyed, uh, looked like he's enjoyed the responsibility he was captain. There was no Aubameyang. He came out news that he's, he's picked up malaria when he was on an international trip with Gabon. So they're going to miss him for a while. And couple of things that came to mind. One was, you used to think, oh, no, Aubameyang, cool. Can't see where the goals are going to come yeah. from. That's yeah. different. Mm. Second thing I wanted to say, Rob, is, is the very best eras of, of Arsenal that I remember, and I, and, I, and I wanted to make a note, was was sort of that 90s period where there was the Rocky Road Castle, the Mickey Thomases, the Paul Davises, the Tony Adams, Ray Parler, Paul Merson. We played against those teams who were mixed with good pros and they were a difficult team to beat. 
the latter years where we've gone through the Wenger years, and, and I know some of these are not all homegrown, but the, it was a young Vieira, Anelka, Petit, Van Persie, Fabregas, Ashley Cole, with good players around. I get the sense that, or I would like to see this young group been given time to, to, to develop, to expand, to grow, to mature, to make some mistakes and learn. Yeah. Because yeah. what I see is an energy and a drive that you don't always see with bigger, better international players. These, these players look like they really want to prove a point. And, and, and when you've got that energy and that, and that, and that drive, it's, it, it, it's an awful great starting point. It's so funny, Rob, trying to talk in Arsenal because, you know, of course, we look at them every single week and there's there's good weeks, there's a lot of bad weeks. You see where they are on the league table and you're like, wow, you know, Arteta, like, could, should he be under more pressure given where they are? I tend to think that it is a patient job and I'm interested in, you know, Emil Smith-Rowe, I think, is a really interesting one because there's sometimes I watch him and I think, wow, he's a talented player. I remember there's one game a few weeks ago, Rob, I watched him and he, and he did nothing. I'm like, so maybe maybe you're right. There's going to be times when they, they can't find a way. And there's other times when they look a million bucks. I saw Bukayo Saka scored a good goal as well in this game. And like, there's no question he is the future and he's a brilliant player for them. Um, Lacazette, you know, he's on a decent run of scoring, scoring goals. It, it, they're a funny side. We know they're a lot of, they need a lot of work. But I guess... You know, you're saying then after what you how you watch them today is that there is a foundation of young talent there that it's, yeah. it's that's you know will will be really important when this team does bring in some new players and, and those signings are absolutely critical to try and get the club back towards the top four area. Um, yeah. It's just whether those, those young players have got to be part of it, Rob. They got to be part uh, of your forward yeah. plan with those players in mind, not necessarily replacing those players. Saka's mm-hmm. time now. It's time, Robert. I know he's young and I know he's going to be a bit inconsistent. It's his time. I think Smith Rowe, give him his head. Let, let's see if yeah. it's his time. You know, yeah. let, let's find out. Who have they got in the semi final, my friend? They have Villarreal. <laughs> oh, and no. you know who manages them? Our good friend, Unai Emery. Good evening. Oh, amazing. Emery. Amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So, uh, yeah, fascinating matchup, uh, Robert. I mean, you got, you got to think Arsenal will go through, but who knows in that game? Fascinating yeah. match in the semi final. Yeah. I, I, I did game, the other game. Yeah. That's a game for Arsenal, by the way. You, you think yeah. of where they are in the table and looking. I mean, that, that's Champions League football right there. Yeah. But work to do. You know, if they yeah. get past Villarreal, oh, yeah. yeah. um, they're probably going to face Manchester United, Rob. And yeah. uh, that was the game that I looked at today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I got to be honest. I was a bit bored after the first. It, it, it was, it was kind of easy for for United. I mean, Cavani. I did a breakdown from the weekend and and uh, how his movement and stuff. He scores another goal today. Left foot volley brings out the air. Come, I think he might come off the bottom of his shin or whatever, but shins it into the corner. It was kind of a a, a scrappy game. United have made some uh, some changes, um, but never strong, in doubt. Strong enough, line, strong enough lineup there, wasn't it? Pogba, Cavani. Uh, Fre- yeah. Um, yeah, Bruno. Twan played. Yeah, Twan played the back, didn't he? Tellez, yeah, Tellez and Twan were the ones that you wouldn't, the, the, not really mm. first eleven. I mean, uh, um, Harry Maguire has not had a. I mean, he seems to play every single game, so he had a, he had a rest yeah. in the game. Subs were made later on. Van der Beek came on. Uh, Cavani came off. Uh, Pogba came off. Rob with a it looked like a knock again. I don't know. Mm. Didn't, he banged his knees with. Uh, with a player in in the middle of the park, but it was so comfortable, Rob. And it, yeah. and I just want to, 
you know, they're, they're through absolutely piece of cake easy. I just like, and this is just me being a miserable old, you know, so-and-so, the Europa League, like we've watched quarterfinals there that are so simple for the bigger clubs. I mean, I looked at United, I know they got knocked out of the Champions League, and it was PSG and RB Leipzig that knocked them out. Big disappointment yeah. for Oligan and Solskjaer, but then they drop into the Europa League and it almost, I don't, I don't want to say it ruins it, and I know what the prize is, but that's it. I mean, the Champions League qualification is huge, but I kind of feel for some of the other clubs, really, that the competition is, oh, wow, like, okay, now we've got all these Champions League uh, rejects coming in. I don't know. Yeah, but doesn't, I, doesn't that, be a better doesn't entertaining that, game doesn't than that? that lift, but doesn't that lift the competition? Or no. basically, you well, well no. what, do what we is have, it then? Yeah, but, but I'm saying poorer European teams playing each other to, to yeah. get to a, a Champions League final. Nah, yeah. I'm yeah. not having that. I like that Manchester why should the, why like should the United take it seriously. Because the competition's better. There's more money in the competition. That's why we've got a Champions League spot at the end of it, which we didn't have before. The, the Europa because League should be for the ones that are below the top tier of European clubs. We all know mostly who they are. And, and it should be their competition. The fact that two jump yeah, down, they're like... There's like, many teams who've gone in the Europa who, 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 who've then won it and got given themselves a Champions League spot. It means that those teams that drop down have to take it serious. And Man United can't stroll around, that they have to take it serious. And if they, if they, if they don't do, take it serious, they get beat. They go out, like Tottenham. They, they go out. There's no guarantee when you, when you drop in there. I don't like it at all. But you well, get games, quarterfinals, Rob. Five, what was yours? 5 0, 4 0. Mine was 4 0. Was yours 5 0? Quarterfinal. It's not money, entertaining. Man United and Arsenal in the Europa League final. Well, well. Man City and Chelsea in the Champions League final. Yeah, the ones who have done it. The ones who have done Premier it over a long period of time. I'm not sure I'm a fan of it. Europa League. Like, I mean, they're going to do all the redo, all the formats and a conference and a different Champions League. Sort it out. Like, don't have this this dropping down from one competition to another competition. Like, some of them are bothered. Some of them aren't bothered. They're all bothered now, Rob, because it's a Champions League qualification. That spot wasn't always there. And I just feel for this. Like, like the, I mean, it's great. The Sevillas and stuff. And, and you know, yeah, Granada got no chance. What's, what sort of competition is that? 4-0. You know, I, I just, Today, I'm, big, I'm big watching a game TV, and I'm like, money. I'm bored. It's a boring game. Like, it's so easy. It's not even a comp- competitive On that happy note, on that no. happy note, <laughs> on that happy note, it's been a pretty good week for the English team. <laughs> All made it through to the semi-finals. Quite from <laughs> Liverpool, who had a good go, but one bad night, Madrid meant. I'm afraid they weren't progressing. We'll be back on Monday, April the 19th. Musty, I guarantee you'll be in a better mood. We'll review a week-long uh, of games on match week 32 and the two FA Cup semi-finals being played this week we'll see if Manchester City's unit quadruple is still alive ahead of their League Cup final next week against Spurs but for now I'm Earl he's miserable musto together with the two Robbie thanks for watching and listening be safe be healthy it's a good night from me and it's good night from him good night good night <laughs>